Hello, welcome to today's episode of Juice in the Numbers. I'm your host, Joshua Tracy. And I am Corbin Heller. And it, today, or at least the day that this will be releasing, is Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Josh. Happy Thanksgiving, Corwin. What are you going to have to eat today? Good. Uh, yeah, 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 it'll be a good one. What are you thankful for this year? Uh, I'm thankful for all our wonderful listeners, each and every one of you. I'm thankful for the 300 miles between us on a regular basis. I'll get, get ready because it's getting cut down to very few. <laughs> uh, we say this as we are six inches from each other. <laughs> <laughs> no, usually we're separated by a lot less. Oh, yeah. <sighs> yeah, usually the six inches is internal. I hope you're listening to this, Bob. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, so since this is uh, we're getting released on Thanksgiving, we thought we'd make this a special Thanksgiving edition of Juicing the Numbers. What would be a good theme-like name for the show for this one? Jehovah's Juicing. This is not welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Juicing the. Juicing the stuffing. Juicing the stuff. Stuffing the numbers. Genuinely makes more sense. Yeah. It's not quite as disgusting and off-putting. As no, juicing the, the juicing the stuffing sounds criminal. <laughs> <laughs> juicing, the, juicing the stuffing sounds like something, something got, someone got arrested for. That's like a sex act that you only hear about in prisons. <laughs> you gave him a dirty Sanchez and then stuffed the, juiced the stuffing. Ah, <laughs> oh, anyway. Shall we, uh, shall we get into it? Yeah. I don't know what we're getting into today, so. Well, I thought we could start with... Um, something a little bit relevant to, well, all of it's going to be relevant to the holiday, but something a little bit more on the nose. NFL team performance on Thanksgiving. Ooh, I can't, I really don't know the answer to this, but I really hope the Cowboys suck on Thanksgiving. They at least do lately. not. Yeah. <laughs> they are good. <laughs> yeah. uh, of all the teams that have played like more than, let's say, 20 games, they have the best record by a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's not even close. Uh, who would you guess Corwin has the most wins on Thanksgiving? And your hint is it's um, not the Cowboys. I'd say the Bears. It is not the Bears. All right, that they is have it. Third most. Can I get a second guess? Sure. Is it the Packers? It's not the Packers. They have the fourth most. It it can't be the Lions. It's the Lions. No, I refuse to accept that as the truth. So get this. All right, so Packers, fourteen. 20 and 2 on Thanksgiving. Yikes. Good for a 417 uh win percent. That's the Bears 18 15 and 2 for a 543 win percent. All right, so think that last win number was 18. The Cowboys are 31 19 and 1 for a 618 win percent on Thanksgiving. The Lions are 37 40 and 2 for <laughs> a 481 win percent. Now we're making sense here. So those the, the top four win percents. Actually, I'll read the top five win percents for teams with the most wins um, and appearances as that becomes a qualifier. Uh, most, so Lions, 41. Cowboys, 618. Bears, 543. Packers, 417. And the Giants, with their seven wins, 567. Uh, So, playing on Thanksgiving, kind of a mixed bag. Although, I guess you could say that about playing an an NFL game. I don't even know who's playing this year. I gotta look that up. 
Yeah, I actually don't know either. I, I'm looking it up right now. Go right ahead. Who do you think has the fewest wins? Um, well, there's one. I'll start with yeah. this. There's one team that has never played on Thanksgiving. Only one. Do you know what team that is? Um, I, I'm going to say Jacksonville. It is Jacksonville. Wow. Only I, wait, active I got, franchise. I got, yeah. I got a guess right. Yeah. Nice. Only active franchise to have never played on Thanksgiving. There are uh, one, two, three... Four teams that have only done it once: the Panthers, and they won. The Texans, they won. The Bang, the Bengals have only, the Bengals. How long have the Bengals been around for? Fifty uh, something years, longer. Amount, yeah, they played one Thanksgiving game in 2010. Yeah, because they fucking suck, and nobody wants to watch them. I mean, I know that, but it just still <laughs> seems odd. Uh, and the Bucks pl- played one, and they lost. Oh, the Bengals lost theirs, too, but that's not surprising. Let's see. When were the Bengals established? Let's look it up real quick right here. They were established 1967, 52 years ago. You are right on the nose, I'm always approximately right. The best kind of right. I'm always mostly right. I have approximate knowledge of many things. Thank you, Mr. What was that guy's name? I have no idea. I've never seen the show. I just know that gif. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of um, the same boat. So Thanksgiving 2019, we have the Bears at the Lions at 12:30. We have the Bills at the Cowboys at 4:30, and then Saints at the Falcons at 8:20. Okay, uh, Bears Lions will be interesting. The Lions can the Lions win for the next three years straight. They even the record. <laughs> it's just not gonna happen. They're so bad. Yeah, that's not good. Although the Bears do also suck. All right, so wait, hold on. What's more surprising, that the Lions have played on Thanksgiving 79 times or that the Bears uh, Bears and Packers have only played on Thanksgiving about 40 times? Like The Lions have doubled the appearances on Thanksgiving than the Bears and Packers. Well, I can't tell you the last time the Lions didn't play on Thanksgiving, so I think it's the Bears and Packers only about 40 times. Because honestly, like, the Lions are the team with the Cowboys that they play every year. I don't know if it's, like, a set thing that the NFL, like, goes... I'm sure they go out of their way to do that, but I don't know if it's a mandatory thing, but, like, they're always playing. Yeah, the Lions have 79 appearances. The Bears and Packers combine for 71. Wow. I just swallowed that, but wow. I know, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it's, it's one thing... Cause you feel like the Bears and Packers play every year on Thanksgiving too. Oh yeah, you know, and because especially nowadays, there's three games every year on Thanksgiving, which I'm all for. Oh, 100 percent. It makes it so easy. Yeah, uh, anything that prevents me from having to talk to my family for 12 hours is, you know, ideal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how about those elections, Uncle Jimmy? Uh, <laughs> Holy shit, football! Look, oh, did you away. see that pass? Did you see that catch? Please stop talking to me. <laughs> Oh, you're talking about kneeling during the anthem? Okay, uh, I'll see you next year. Yeah, that Colin Kaepernick sure has big hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because he's black, and I don't like those people. But what? Uh, <laughs> but Uncle Jimmy. Yeah, <laughs> Uncle. I was about to say the name of one of my uncles, and then I decided not to. I'm really glad I randomly defaulted to Jimmy, because <laughs> I do not have an Uncle Jimmy. <laughs> uh, uh, we're just putting the whole family on blast here. Uh yeah, so that's that's something there. Yeah, I don't know what to make of it. What do you think about all right, so what team <laughs> what team with at least at least ten appearances do you think has the worst record on Thanksgiving? Oh man. Um, it sadly makes a lot of sense if I were to tell you offhand. Is it the Browns? 
It's not the Browns. And I'll get to the Browns in a second. Oh, boy. Um, venture, want to venture one more guess? Is it the Jets? It's not the Jets. Okay. The Jets, actually, I'll go, I'll go to the Jets in a second. Uh, it's the Cardinals. Yeah. Six, 15, and two Holy for a shit. 304 win percent on Thanksgiving, their last appearance in 2008. I thought you were saying 615 is like their win percentage. I was like, Josh, that's really good. What are you talking about? Nope. Oh, no. That is really bad. That is really bad. The Jets, let's see, uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Tied for 12th in most wins in uh, Thanksgiving history. Wow. I would not expect that. Tied with the Broncos, although they have a much better record than the Broncos. Broncos 4 and 7. Because four wins is you'll get you tied for twelfth most. Um, Jets four and four, good for a five hundred record. <laughs> what are their, the Steelers? Their at? last appearance, butt fumble, twenty twelve. Oh, that was yeah, on NFL, Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. I forgot the that. NFL saw that when they're like, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> uh, the Steelers, where are you, Pittsburgh? Uh, two six and zero for a two fifty win percent. Last appearance, twenty sixteen. That's a real yikes. That's a big old bag of yikes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the Browns. Yes. How many games do you think that the Cleveland Browns, one of the oldest um, teams in the NFL, have played on Thanksgiving? Twelve. Three. What? When do you think their last appearance was in the game? 1989. Wow, you got it exactly right. That's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> 30 years. The Browns haven't been on the Thanksgiving game for 30 years. Like, I get that they've been bad, and I'm sure they didn't want to put them in a Thanksgiving game because of that, but 30 years is such a long time for something that the NFL controls directly. You want to know what's even crazy about that is they're not even the longest gap in appearances. Who is? The Rams. Really? The Rams haven't been, haven't played a game on Thanksgiving. You ready? Mm-hmm. 1975. What? 44 years. What the fuck did they do to the NFL? Who was, who was the fucking commissioner in 1975? Probably Pete Rozelle still. Yeah. He was commissioner forever. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, ain't that some shit? So the Bills have the third no largest gap at 1994, but you just said they're playing this year, so that squashes that gap. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, those are the only three teams that haven't played on Thanksgiving this century. Holy shit! Because after the Bills, it's the it's a two it's a tie between the Chiefs and the Bucks who haven't played in it since 2006. So that's like a while ago. But like, there's you know a lot of teams. A couple of teams are guaranteed appearances every year. Like whatever, it happens. But the Rams? And the thing is, the Rams are also good on the, mm-hmm. on the in the Thanksgiving games. They're three one and zero for seven fifty one percent. You know, four games, but whatever. Um, Nineteen seventy five. I wasn't alive. Like, even <laughs> if you rotated out, like only like one or two teams every year, you know, because yeah. assume someone's going to play the Lions every year. Like, they still would have played at least once. Yeah. You just cycled the other 31 teams against the Lions. The Rams still would have made an appearance in the last 44 years. That's crazy. Like, if you had the Rams Browns on Thanksgiving this year, that'd be a fairly good game. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like I get at least going into the season. 
Well, the thing about like saying just blankly like some of these teams are bad, and the, by the way, the Rams won a Super Bowl in the last forty-four years and appeared in a second one, so they've been good during this stretch. Um, but the other thing is like you know, Jags Titans get a Thursday night game every single year. Those teams are awful most of the time, and the NFL still gives them a Thursday night game. Like, why not give? Like, there's there's no reason to not give shit teams uh, a chance to play on Thanksgiving. 44 years and then 30 years for the Browns. And those are, you know, the Browns are, are, are a team chuck. Like the Browns haven't played in the Super Bowl in the, in the, um, uh, oh, the Browns haven't played in the Super Bowl ever, (laughs) (laughs) but the Browns haven't played on Thanksgiving since before they moved to Baltimore. Technically that's the Ravens. (laughs) (laughs) I hate that. That's like people just accept that the Browns have, don't have that history anymore. Yeah. It, oh God. Or like, no, they link the old Browns with the new Browns, even though that's a completely different franchise from the bottom up. Uh, the Cleveland Browns back before the NFL was formed when they played in the AAFC did have a three and O record. Um, as a side note, but yeah, they, uh, it's just fucking weird, man. So will the Browns ever be good? Oh, that's, that's a, a loaded much, question. A much deeper question. Yeah. <laughs> it's a much deeper question. Uh, probably not. <laughs> we should just accept that and move on. Do you think if the Browns and the uh, Patriots swapped owners, nothing else, just owners, that the Browns would get better? Yes. I think they'd have to. I feel like there's just... Haslam is just such a bad owner that any improvement would make that team better. Maybe not right away, of course, but over time, give it like a good five, six, seven years, and they'd be a a successful franchise through and through. If you could put one... Hold on, I'm really loud. If you could put one celebrity in charge of owning the Browns who you think would do actually like a reasonable job, who would you put there? A celebrity? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Um... Funnily enough, I think like Bill Gates would do things right for the Browns. Well, hey, we already saw one Microsoft co-founder do pretty well with Seattle. I was going to go with Steve Ballmer because like he has that history, but he's already in sports. So I don't know if he would have counted in our completely made up hypothetical. Give me Waz. (laughs) Steve (laughs) Waz. Put Waz in charge of the Browns and they'll be good, but he'll never get credit for it. Honestly, <laughs> ah, deep cut. Man, that makes me sad. <laughs> I'm yep. a Steve Wozniak truther. And then, and then Jobs will just resurrect from the grave and sell a shiny new Browns object, and everyone will forget that Woz actually developed the Browns. <laughs> Honestly, like, could you think of a better football analogy of? John Gruden is the Steve Jobs of the NFL. Oh, because compared to uh, Mike Mayock? Just compared to, like, anything. He is so flashy, all talk. He knows some things, but he's not, like, this genius like other coaches are in that Coaching-wise, that's tough. Ownership-wise, it's Jerry Jones. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Coaching-wise, could you say Sean McVay at this point? Like, um, he 
had a uh, he was definitely no because Sean McVay is like genuinely and a like super smart like he is the genius he is the was is he the genius though that Rams offense looks disgusting and not in the way we usually use it which yeah you make a good point I'm just looking at back on the past with those rose colored glasses at this point I I I have to like just watching them play football. It looks like Jared Goff is just like the worst player ever and Todd Gurley just isn't the same and all this. But like when all those things come together, the one denominator is the fact that Sean McVay is there. So who fucking knows? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, man, people jumped on that coaching tree too. I've never seen anything like that. No. Where like people were selling their souls to the devil to get friends of Sean McVay to coach their team. Yeah, yeah. That's like, it's like when the the White Sox started uh, <laughs> signing all of Manny Machado's siblings and relatives to try to get him to come over to the White Sox, and then he didn't. Wait, it didn't work out well for them, did it? Wait, where does Manny Machado play? San Diego. Is that different from Chicago? Uh, you know they like the same. <laughs> um, Chicago has more beaches. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Chicago, the coastal city. <laughs> Uh, baseball sneaking in the baseball um so i also have some some since this is our stats episode figured i'd throw a few thanksgiving stats in there for you Corbin. okay um let's see what's a good place to start oh that's a website i didn't look at before this <laughs> is it pornhub oh well i've looked at that plenty before this <laughs> um let's start with um mm. 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 42.5 million turkeys got produced in 2018. I have all my numbers are 2018 numbers because I couldn't find 2019 numbers. Probably because they haven't been released yet. 42.5 million turkeys produced this uh, in 2018 just in one state. What? A state with many, many football teams. Uh, California? Texas? Minnesota. What? Minnesota, the largest turkey producing state out of a total 240 million turkeys that get raised in the United States. That's fucking insane. That's almost. That's like that's like 0.8 turkey per person. Minnesota, I go for it, man. You guys are no longer the golden gophers, you're the golden turkeys. All right, what do you think Minnesota has more of, turkeys or people? Turkeys. <laughs> definitely, most definitely turkeys. I'm looking it up. Minnesota. There's no way it's not turkeys. Yo, Minnesota only has 5.611 million people in 2018. That's not a lot of people. That's so not a lot of that's How many turkeys, turkeys did they make? 240 people? million? No, they made 42.5 oh, okay. out of two, out, of, out of the 240. That's not a lot of people. <laughs> no, and that's a whole fucking lot of turkeys. Yo, that's like eight and a half turkeys per, per person. That's like the turkeys could control Minnesota. Why isn't any of Minnesota's logos that a turkey now? I, There's I don't so fucking many know. Because how many gophers are in Minnesota? Look that up. Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> how many Vikings are in the state of Minnesota? That's the real question. Like three or four. Um, what am I supposed to even look up? Minnesota gopher population? Yeah, number of gophers in Minnesota. I'm sad to report that I have spelled gopher with an F. <laughs> <laughs> and that was not the right way of spelling it. 
Number of gophers in Minnesota. Minnesota Golden Gophers. Oh, is I not saw it. an enrollment of thirty-four thousand. I was like, "What are the gophers enrolling?" <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just finding a lot of Golden Gophers stuff. I don't see anything on that. Yeah. So, oh well. The dream is dead. Oh, this is the most specific one I've ever seen. Ooh, I like those. There are seventeen ridges on a can of fourteen a fourteen ounce can of Ocean Spray Jelly Cranberry Sauce. That is some. That is some deep, like, baseball savant, no one asked for this stat stat for Thanksgiving. That is some, like, Darren Ravel, 10.30 in the morning on Thanksgiving Day as everyone's, like, watching the parade and getting ready. It's like, how many fucking, ri- or how many ridges are on a can of cranberry sauce? Oh, thanks, Darren. That's like Jeremy Frank, like, high on Adderall, 2 a.m. before exams, looking at, like, baseball player stats from, like, 1905. <laughs> did you see him start a fight with John Boy yesterday? I did. I did. We tweeted about it. I say we, but it was really me. Yeah. <laughs> As I do most of our Twitter. Yeah. What What did you say? Because I didn't see the tweet. Oh, I was really passive-aggressive. <laughs> oh, good. I love Jeremy Frank, and I love John Boy, but if you're going to make me pick between the two, it's going to be John Boy. But I'll let me ask you this because you know we can talk about the little spat because John Boy in the thread said that it's tough to evaluate defense uh, player defense because it's not a great there's no one great way of doing it and therefore baseball defense stats are flawed and we don't fully have a great one that's being used and I don't I'm not sure if he said it or not but just to extrapolate on it it makes it even tougher to go back in time and look at baseball player defense from like you can like look at what like Babe Ruth's player defense was in like the 1920s like he has like a D-war on, on baseball reference um, so what do you th- I, I think I agree with John Boy I was gonna say I think we've heard my opinion on this before because I'm not a big baseball defense stats person but what is, so you're, you you uh, you don't care for them either much um, I will use them because you know that's what we have to use but by all means, they are completely flawed, like John Boy said, and I think uh, I think uh, Jeremy Frank kind of went off a little hard on him. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, he de- Jeremy Frank definitely did, and also did not have the guts to at him like a normal person would. Oh, did he really not? That's what my tweet was about <laughs> because he like oh, he did not at him at all, and it's like, yo, you fucking pussy ass bitch. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's like defense, like it's same. Like I, I'll use defensive stats um, every now and then when it's absolutely necessary. But at the same time, it's like it just seems like there's no good way of doing it. You know? Yeah, because I'm with you. like, all right, so errors are obviously bad. But like, does errors mean that the player is bad, or does it mean like Matt Chapman always has a bunch of errors because he attempts plays that most people wouldn't do because he has a really high like range factor. So errors would count against his defense, but his defense is very good. He just tries harder or is able to do more, which allows him to try harder than like your average third baseman would, you know? Um, so like, what do you want to factor into it? Like is a, is a third baseman's arm. Can that make up for uh, a, a slight lack of range because can you get more outs based on a third baseman throwing I don't know how fast they throw 85 miles an hour instead of 80 like I don't because I, I don't know how fast they throw like it and what are we calling range uh is that going to depend on the shift is it not DRS just got updated this year I think to accommodate for the shift or within three within the last few years to accommodate for the shift 
And like a lot of players, um, DRS changed a ton. Like yeah. Freddie Galvez went from being a negative seven DRS to a positive four. Based on which one is what different calculation, were, which is what change. they were talking about, like Freddie Galvez specifically. Yeah, so it's it's tough. There's doesn't seem like there's a great way of doing it, um, because like Gio Urshela, who is the third baseman for the Yankees, um, this past season. Um, Who's I, that I, guy? I never heard of him. Most people haven't. He's a, <laughs> you know he's, you gotta really know your baseball to know who Gio Urshela is. Um, <laughs> You know, like I, I'm gonna just gonna use him because I saw him play, and he fits into this example. Is you know his um his defense last year was phenomenal. I mean, especially coming off of having to watch Miguel and Duhar for a whole season, <laughs> his defense was really, really something. And yet he got pinged a lot, um, by DRS. I'm trying to pull it up right now. His DRS in 2019, Yankees outfield. What? I'm very certain Gio Rochelle did not play outfield. I'm actually very comfortable with that. Oh, there it is. Negative four. But, like, he started more double plays than Miguel and Duhart did in, like, the first six months. That's compared to the first four, few, I forget how many months. doesn't matter. Then and Duhart did this entire season. Like, like he, he outmatched his production by a fucking country mile. And he was all over most of the Is that plays different from a city made. mile? Uh, I think so. I think a city mile is like a block. <laughs> uh, so it, it feels like it feels like evaluating player defense in baseball is like fa- evaluating almost anything in football. Where it's like the numbers can help you, but the eye test is still better. So much more effective at just like it. It's hard to have an eye test be the main source of how you judge a player, but. There's no definitive numbers like a pitcher versus a batter in baseball. Like that's, there's a reason why those stats work so well for that, and it just doesn't work that well in baseball. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, yeah, because the offensive stats aren't going to. It doesn't matter. Batting average mm-hmm. is still batting average. You know, like we have that forever. We have that going back throughout all of time and history. Um, but the defense shit, it really, that's a really. I think it'll get a lot better with Statcast. Like the, oh, 100%. Yeah, like, it, like if you tell me anything going from like 2015 on, with since that's a, uh, I think I think that's the year StatCast got officially implemented, then like I, I'm more inclined to be with it. Um, mm-hmm. But anything before that, I just don't fucking care. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I enjoy using DRS. I like looking at defensive run saves and it's a good thing to, you know, use to compare players. But in the context of, the John Boy, John Boy argument, yes, they're not concrete. They're not telling yet. They're still being tweaked often. You can't use it as, you know, a definitive thing. Yeah. 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 I just think it's funny how butthurt Jeremy Frank seems in all this. He got butthurt over the Astros thing, too. Yeah. Like, I don't get what he, what's going on with him right now. I don't know. I think maybe he's just stressed. He just started college. Yeah, you know, it must. It really is tough being 18. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. yeah. To be fair, though, he's 18 and taking, like, Calc 3. So, that's not great. But, see, I think that's one of his problems is being really good at numbers. Yeah. Because it's ruining the other the fact that there's other parts to the game. Yeah. And we see we see yeah. that shit with football all the no. time. No, Warren Sharp. <laughs> <laughs> I love Warren Sharp, but man, 
he is he is preachy with those numbers sometimes. God, it's like legislating all the fun out of shit. Yeah. Man. Oh, he is definitely no fun football. <laughs> there, look, I love Warren Sharp. He puts out great information. I love his opinion on jumbo formations, but goddamn, there are times where he is just no fun football. I I would not talk to him about football at a party if I met him. Not at all. Of course, if I saw him at the party, that's like the first thing I would do. But I think very quickly I would realize, oh, this was a major mistake. I go, Warren Sharp, hey, how you doing, man? So what do you think about the uh, the Astros shit, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you watch that Columbus Blue Jackets game the other night? What are these teams you're speaking of? Are there other sports? Who's, uh, which college is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. So the average number of calories consumed on Thanksgiving... <laughs> Not sequitur, okay. No, this is well. Technically, the baseball stuff was the non sequitur. Yeah, fair enough. Between three and four, forty-five hundred, three thousand and forty-five hundred calories are going to be consumed per person on Thanksgiving. Bet that's like two entire days worth of, worth of food. Oh, that's normal for me. Well, you are a giant man. I actually like had to do this for a class this semester. If I was supposed to be eating two thousand calories a day, I would be very fat by now. Because I do not. How many calories do you eat per day? I eat like 3,500 a day. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think I'm probably around 3,000, but I think I should also probably be around 2,500. <laughs> <laughs> I think what balances it out is like there'll be days where I eat like 1,000 just because I forget to eat or just like don't have time to eat and I just... I don't notice it, so I don't go out of my way to get food, and those are those are bad days for Corbin's health. See, my problem is I never forget to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I need to have days where I forget to eat, but I, I yeah, I, I've got like I've got Chinese food sitting at home right now that I'm going to eat the second I get home. Nice. It's gonna be like oh yeah, I could, I could get home at eleven o'clock. I could get home at twelve. I could get home at one o'clock in the morning tonight. And the first thing I do when I get home will still be to eat that Chinese food. I mean, I'm on a college schedule, so that none of that is out of the ordinary for me. Yeah, but I'm on a working man schedule. Which, that would suck. Which is a big deal. Yeah. You know what? I'm not on board with the whole living thing and having to like eat and sleep regularly. It's just so inconvenient. How long do you think it takes the average male to burn off 4,500 calories? Um, Like... Now, this is actually interesting because it doesn't supply any caveats like if exercising yeah, or like, you know, weightlifting versus cardio. Just like how long it takes for a body to burn 4,500 calories. I'm out because in the infographic I'm looking at, there's a little man on a treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, all right. Using that little man on the treadmill clip art, I'm going to assume. Totally clip art too. <laughs> <laughs> Based off of running on a treadmill, I don't know, probably like six hours. Ten hours and 33 minutes. Wow, my math is bad. Actually, I don't run on a treadmill, so like fucking, I'm just guessing. All right, now this one I'm actually interested in hearing your opinion on as well as what you think this number is. Um, Juicy. What what percent... (laughs) Juicy. What, What percent of Americans do you think eat their meal, their Thanksgiving meal, at a restaurant? Oh, God. This better be low. Uh, It is relatively low. I'm going to say 12%. 9%. Okay. 
If it was any higher than 15, I would be concerned with where the state of the United States is. Us, like, even with all the other, like, political shit going on and, you know, whatever, this would have been the defining factor of, okay, our country's fucked. Now, I think you have to build in a, a certain number uh, or a certain percent of it as, like, oh, like, the the house burned down <laughs> this <laughs> we morning with all turkey. of our food inside. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we locked the keys in the house. Um, <laughs> we're stranded on the side of a road, and the only thing nearby is a Denny's. <laughs> or, you know, we put the turkey out on the table, and then a pack of dogs that the neighbor owns runs in and eats the whole thing while like I'm practicing a, with my BB gun out in the backyard. Yeah, like a, like a Goldilocks situation <laughs> happens with bears break. Well, not a person breaking into the bear's house, but let's reverse Reverse Goldilocks <laughs> yeah, situation. Yeah, like, is that a porn? Is that a sex move? Reverse Goldilocks. Rule thirty-four, man. <laughs> you say that I'm going to be googling this. Uh, but uh, I'm going to turn on my VPN for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to turn on Norton Safe Search for this. <laughs> uh, okay, average cost of a ten-person Thanksgiving dinner. I've actually seen this number a few times, so I'm willing to to believe that this number is correct. How many people? Average cost of a ten-person Thanksgiving dinner. Total? Yeah. Where are you people buying food? So that's that's (laughs) one of the things that's interesting about this number because (laughs) I want to see if I can find the second number that I I had pulled up. Yeah. So I have the same exact number from from CNBC, but um, Americans will spend an average of $334 anyway. Corwin's making some faces here. I looked up rule 34 for Goldilocks. Oh, no. It can't be good. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that was bad. We'll post show notes. No, we won't. We will absolutely not be posting show notes with this. Um. So, anyway, basically what this is saying is, like, you could... Uh, all right. A ter- uh, so, the that $48.90 figure, if you... Uh, that's counting... Accounting for turkey and stuffing, rolls, sweet potatoes, green peas, fresh cranberries, carrot and veggie tray, pumpkin pie with whipped cream, milk, and coffee. You can get all of those things together for $48.90. I don't know where you could get a turkey itself for $48. Uh, We actually get our turkey for free every year. Really? Yeah, Shoprite. Oh right. Yeah, yeah they, like, no, keep we keep track do that too. of your. Um, they keep track of like the if you have like a card, they keep track of how much you you spend with them, mm-hmm. and then at come holiday season, they like just give you a free turkey depending. Yeah, because we we usually have that on like Friday night after Thanksgiving because we're not gonna we don't host Thanksgiving, so yeah. we just save it for the next day. Oh, uh, we actually get two, and we just donate the second one because <laughs> we're like good people. But yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yo, fuck the hell of family. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but what Spencer was saying is like, you could get all of these things to have like a decent Thanksgiving dinner for $48.90. But what you piece of shit are going to do is you're going to go to your local grocery store and you're going to spend $334 on some bullshit and no one's going to eat. <laughs> yep. And then regret it later. Yeah, of course. Which is interesting, isn't it? Honestly, if I if you had to pick like there were three items you could have at Thanksgiving. What would they be? Um, does gravy count as an item? Yes. Fuck. Damn it. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, can we not? <laughs> can I count again? Not count fine, fine, All right, fine. it makes it too hard. Um, turkey, uh, uh, stuffing, and biscuits, and, and gravy. Yeah. Um, I thought I was gonna have to fight for biscuits, but it's turkey, biscuits, and mashed potatoes. But, but how do you not have biscuits? I eat at least six of them every Thanksgiving. Oh my! I feel I I, I choose, stop myself because I feel bad about how many I eat. I don't because I've made it clear over the past twenty two years that I am there for the biscuits, <laughs> and all of my aunts and uncles who cook for Thanksgiving are highly aware of that. Oh yeah. I choose my seat at the table based off of relative location to the basket of biscuits. <laughs> That's not a joke. I genuinely pick my seat on whatever's closest. Especially if you're like me and you like to go way too hard on the gravy so you can really slosh it around during your meal. Like, get that turkey all up in that bitch. Get that, mm-hmm. get it on the mashed potatoes. Then at the end, you just got this plate covered in like, gre- you know, grease and, and, and gravy drippings. And, it's and like, you just oh, shove you your dick that. in it. After, after you do that <laughs> and you just you get that fucking biscuit up in that bitch and you sop it up. It's, uh, not going to mm. lie, my wild... Thanksgiving opinion is that I don't care for gravy. Uh, it took me a while. Yeah, well, when I, mean, I, was, a I was a kid, a super I thought it was picky gross. Either, so yeah, I just honestly, I've tried it like a handful of times, like two or three times, and just I don't think it adds to the meal as much as I think it's worth it. You know, depends on how your family does it. I think I've definitely had some subpar gravies in my life. Yeah, I don't know the difference. So, how much do you think the world's most expensive Thanksgiving dinner is? It's going to be something fucking ridiculous in like the tens of thousands of dollars. $150,000. Fuck you. From New York City's old homestead steakhouse. What? Please tell me what it is. Um, uh, let's, yeah, let's talk and Google it. I actually didn't even consider that. Uh, <laughs> NYC old, what did I say? Old country steakhouse? Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> old homestead. Fuck you, Corwin. You think old I listened to you? homestead steakhouse... Thanksgiving dinner. All right, let's see what we got here. Photos. Old Homestead has most... Well, here's what you get for $100,000. So, Corwin, first off, here's a picture. Sweet Jesus. That is a lot of meat. That is a lot of meat. All right, so let's like, see if we can get a breakdown of what's in this shit. here. Holy shit. Like, there are steaks the size of small children. Um, this isn't just a meal. It's a once in a lifetime experience for someone who's celebrating, but there's a catch. I don't really give a shit. Dinner feeds 12? It looks like it feeds 500. Yeah, no shit. There are 12 individual steaks there. I don't know how you are supposed to eat that on top of a turkey. Turkey is free range, organically raised, and costs $135 per pound. Does that turkey cure cancer? It's seasoned with spices like saffron from the Middle East and basted with $35 an ounce extra virgin olive oil from Italy. It's also covered in edible gold flakes. Yo, I will die on the hill of fuck anyone who puts gold flakes in food. It's not edible. It doesn't taste like anything. You're only adding it on there to increase the cost. Fuck you. Jeffrey, you actually have your gold in the bank. I ate mine for breakfast. (laughs) Do you need a little cash, Jeffrey? All right, go pull it out of the toilet. I didn't flush yet. <laughs> uh, bread and pork stuffing is made with sourdough bread from the UK that costs $75 a loaf. I'm as sorry. As well as a $475 <laughs> per pound pork from Japan and $2,500 per pound white truffles and $700 per pound 
black truffles. Did they change what bread is? It's and just gravy, water, flour, and yeast, correct? And the gravy is infused with special reserve Pappy Van Winkle bourbon priced at $3,300 a bottle. Fuck you. Could the you imagine, could you imagine makes... buying bourbon for $3,300 and going, you know what I'm going to put this on? Gravy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what this bourbon is going to be used for? Gravy. The only thing that makes sense in there is the truffles because oh, you yeah. just have to fucking... You can't grow it. You just have to find it. Yep. So... That makes sense. Everything to a else, fuck you. Whiskey, I get because you have to keep it forever. But even then, $3,300 a glass. I know is this isn't bullshit. interesting to like anybody else, but I have to keep reading this because it's just insane. Oh, I, if you stopped reading this, I would have been insulted. The candied sweet potatoes are cooked using $26 per pound cinnamon from Sri Lanka and $150 an ounce Eshire butter from France. Potatoes are whipped using $325 per pound white cheddar cheese from the UK. I'm convinced. Cheddar cheese that costs $325 per pound. I'm convinced that I could shit in a box, call it an exfoliating face wash, and say that it's from Madagascar, and people would buy it for $100. There's just more, and I never want this to end. Uh, Cranberry sauce is concocted using strawberries from Japan, Mexico, and Canada, and infused with a $1,750 bottle of French wine. Again, can you imagine spending $1,700 on wine to just put on some fruit? Uh, (laughs) Butternut squash topped with $1,600 per ounce Caspian Sea Caviar, and Brussels sprouts in a glaze infused with an $1,800 bottle of Grand Marnier. Josh, I need you to hear me out on this. Yes. Is there any way the person who was writing up this, like, what this would be, wasn't jerking off, smelling the scent of their own farts? You know what I, <laughs> you know what I still get, can't get past as I'm looking at these pictures and reading all this? This is only for 12 people. Yeah, fuck you. I mean, this is like a 20-person meal, at least. There's, like, there's a seared beef salad featuring hard-to-find $550 per pound Japanese Wagyu beef. And you know the people that are going to be buying this aren't like the 350-pound Iowa farm boys who like could eat all this food. It's the pompous, like high society New Yorkers who are going to have like six bites and then just say, fuck it, I don't want Honestly, it Honestly, I say this even transcends them. I say this is probably like... Um, like People who moved here from, I don't want to say foreigners because it sounds so tacky, but people who like emigrated here with just insane money from wherever they're from who want to have like a quote unquote Thanksgiving dinner, but like they also want to be as bougie as fuck about it and they're just going to spend their money. This is a Frank Gore meal. No, this is, this is, this is like, like my daddy is in OPEC. <laughs> like, no, straight up though. No, like, cause you I, think about I'm like, 100% agreeing with you. Yeah. Cause like, think about like, like the crazy rich dudes who live in New York. They probably still going to be like, all right, let's go to grandma's. You know what I mean? Like they still have like their boobies and shit. Like, but like, I'm sure some people listening will be like, that is so that's stereotyping. That's racist. That's all this. I've, you know, this is like my major, like the OPEC guys. I've met a lot of them. This is, a hundred percent up their alley. Oh, absolutely. Especially since this restaurant's open for Thanksgiving, yeah. that's what they would want to do. Yeah. Uh, also on the menu, one hundred dollar per piece imported king oysters. Holy shit. Yep. Isn't, Don- isn't an oyster just like picking your fucking nose and eating a booger? From what I've heard, yeah. yeah. You can, I've heard you're also supposed to, not supposed to chew it. You're supposed to swallow. I've heard that about some other things, but not food. 
Um, I say this as someone who does not eat oysters, go Jews. Uh, I'm saying that as someone who does not eat oysters, go normal people. The crucial component of the dinner's high cost, though, comes from the $75,000 2018 Maserati Levante that's included. What? You get a car? Yes. If you buy this meal, you get a $75,000 vehicle. How much does this the keys, cost in all? The keys are hidden inside the stuffing. Yes. Okay, this is worth it. I take back every negative thing I've said about this. Could you sitting down for dinner and someone put your brand new Maserati key fob in the stuffing? This is the world's greatest king cake. <laughs> I love... For, I'm, convinced, since, I'm convinced this is a fetish. This isn't food. This is a fetish. <laughs> are you familiar with like what a king cake is? Uh, explain to me more, sir. It's just a cake with a fucking toy baked into it, and the winner gets like to put the first ornament on the tree. I don't know. It's been a while since I've been to church, but like, how much is this in all? Uh, one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So you're paying. So what's crazy is like, yeah. So half of that yeah. is the car. The other thing, other there's, oh my god, um, there's a little bit more. Shall I read the conclusion of this? Uh, please do. In addition to the expensive Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, it also includes a number of luxur- luxurious expen- experiences, which includes a $15,000 shopping spree, Billy Joel concert tickets, tickets to ABC's Dancing with the Stars, tickets to the viewing stand of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, a $260 horse-drawn carriage ride through Central Park, a ride around the city in a Rolls Royce, a weekend getaway at the Poconos, a guided tour of New York City landmarks, dance lessons at the Fred Astaire Dance Studio, and, of course, turkey carving lessons. So this is if you really want to bang Paris Hilton and you just want to take her out on the bougie, bougiest fucking date you can. I just, I just, all right, but now, all right, so let me, let me put this one though. Let's say, let's say you got a really sweet raise. Okay. Yeah. Like really sweet job, really sweet raise. And you're like, you want to buy that Maserati. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's $75,000 and you have a hundred thousand dollars, right? Yeah. So you're like, all right, I can buy, I have $25,000 left over. Now, do you, Buy the car and do with the twenty five grand or whatever the fuck you would do with it otherwise. Or do you go, well, <laughs> look at what I can get for just fifty thousand dollars more. Let's go just fuck around and have the most expensive meal of all time, eat some gold flakes, and get snacks and tickets to Billy Joel in the meantime. Um, no, because I have a control over my finances. And there's no way any of the other things involved with this is worth... Like, I wouldn't spend my money on any of the other things involved with this. So I'm not going to spend my money on all of those things involved with this. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I do. Like, there's still no way I would ever purchase this. Fuck you. I know. It's (laughs) it's impressive. I want to be friends with the people that order this, but I don't want to order this. I really need to see where in New York this is. I'm dying. I can mean, we, on Thanksgiving, can we just go take a train to New York just to sit outside this restaurant and watch people eat this? Oh, that makes so much sense. So it's in Chelsea. Mm. Yeah, which if you know anything about New York, you know Chelsea sucks. <laughs> it's full <laughs> of the boots, the bougiest fucking place. Um hilariously and this might not be hilarious to anybody but me it's also down the block from the ground zero museum workshop <laughs> so if you really wanted to have yourself a tragic day <laughs> you could go drop 150 grand and then go feel sad 
Um, if you really want to have yourself a day, you could drive the Maserati into the World Trade Center thing. Yeah, that would be a. Is it? Is it? Has enough time passed for those kind of jokes? <sighs> Eventually. <laughs> Why not? But that was a huge non sequitur. But oh my god, I can't believe this is real. It's so worth it, though. I would not have wanted to talk about anything else. What's the baseball equivalent of this meal? <laughs> uh, Jacoby Ellsbury contract. No, because you don't actually get anything from that. <laughs> like for this Touché. meal, you at least get like a car. Like so even if yeah. the meal sucks, you'd be like, well, um, you Bryce, know, the turkey was dry, but the car drives fantastic. Is it Bryce Harper? No, because he's, oh, he's not great either. Eric Cosmer. No, he's not good either. So it has to be good, but still super overpriced. Yeah, because there's like a sneaky value in there. Like it's really good, but there's also like a lot. You know, you know what it is? It's Mike Trout. Because no, because this is not the best Thanksgiving meal ever. No, but the, I'm just talking about about money. Because you get Mike Trout for like four hundred million dollars, but he's still better than that contract. Yeah, and for for this money, you get an overpriced meal, but it's probably still really good, and you get a car. Yeah, but no, because the the draw is I don't know. I still I still think this meal is overpriced, and Mike Trout is underpriced. All right, so then who... It's tough because, like, what are you paying for with this meal? Are you paying for just the meal? Crippling debt. You're also paying for a status symbol. And you're paying for... Ooh, what if I said that this meal is Albert Pujols? So you're getting... Yeah. So you're getting something that is probably decently good. Yeah. Um, You're getting surplus value in the car. And in Albert Pujols, you're getting surplus value in It's Fun. <laughs> <laughs> and um and leadership which actually is a th- is a thing it's a great leader yeah um and but at the same time you probably were better off spending your money elsewhere see that's why i'm standing strong with this is Bryce Harper because you know Maserati it's a good sports car it's not you know it's not a supercar oh you know what? i I, under- I i get this now and like you're getting the Bryce Harper you know face of the franchise you're getting the jersey sales you're getting you know you're drawing people into the stadium, but at the end of the day, if you're going to spend $350 million, spend it on Mike Trout. What if, um, what if they offer this as an incentive to, to, to players? <laughs> all right, guys, come to the Yankees and this is where you'll eat on. Thanksgiving. No, no, it's like a contract incentive. It's like, all right, guys, if you hit, if you hit 35 home runs this year, you get, a Thanksgiving dinner at NYC old state old Homestead Steakhouse and a Maserati. I could just see like Aaron Judge going into like Steinbrenner's office. Like, can I can I just have the hundred and fifty thousand? No, 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 no. You gotta hit the homers. You gotta like, eat the turkey. <laughs> Go for the cold, Aaron. Is it bad that I cannot picture what any Steinbrenner looks like? I can only picture the back of Larry David's head. No, that's not Larry David's head. It's an actor. Right, but it's yeah. Larry David's voice and all that. Yeah. Whatever. You know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, man. Oof, man. I can't wait to do this again for Festivus. For the rest of us. As we, as we air our grievances. Oh, yes. As we... Uh, as we No, we don't decorate the pole. The first thing I'm going to buy when I buy a house is a stainless... Or like a, a just a stainless steel... No, it's not stainless steel. It's an aluminum pole... To just stick in the corner of my living room. Uh, let's. Uh, I just want to bang out a few more of these numbers I have here in front of us, and then we sure. can just wrap it up. Sixty-five percent of Americans would like an alternative to turkey on the table this year. Why are sixty-five percent of Americans wrong? 
Uh, damn commies, my friend. Like, most wanted alternatives, turkey, ham, ham chicken, yeah. and roast beef. Fuck that. Ham, I can see. Ham's actually a relatively common one, yeah. I would say. Uh, chicken, I like ham. I could get behind it. Chicken, I could see if like it's a small family gathering and like you only need a chicken because turkeys, even a small turkey is like a pretty big bird. Yeah, and it's it, turkey's much more expensive than chickens, you know? Or at least harder to come by, or not harder to come by, but more in demand at this point right. uh, in the year. Uh, roast beef's just fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. You should go fuck yourself with this roast beef nonsense. God. Yeah, no, not not about it. Um, although, at the same time, 70% of Americans say it's not a proper Thanksgiving meal without a turkey. So, 10%, 10% of Americans fucking, fucking suck. Fucking <laughs> hypocritical assholes. Pieces of shit. 10% of America doesn't want Thanksgiving anymore. Uh, Got it. This is what I wanted. All right, America's favorite Thanksgiving dishes. Ready? This is this is like a relationship make or break. All right, thirty nine percent of people say their favorite dish is turkey. Totally yeah. fair. Okay, yeah. it's fine. It's, it's the mainstay. It's the heart and soul. It's the foundation of the meal. Twenty three percent say stuffing. Also, totally, totally yeah. get it. It's something you really only ever have for Thanksgiving. I'm behind it. Twelve percent say pumpkin pie. Nine percent say mashed potatoes. Nine percent are correct. Six percent say sweet potatoes. And 3% say cranberry sauce. And I want to find out what those 3% of people are like. Because, because, no, no, I'm not saying, look, I like cranberry sauce. Cranberry juice is one of my favorite things in the world. But if you went to to Thanksgiving dinner and you look around at the plates and it's like, all right, this guy's got like a lot of turkey. This guy's got a lot of stuffing. This guy's all pie. And then one dude just had a mountain of the cranberry sauce. You go... Is everything okay? Like, are you shitting wrong? Like, 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 what happened today, Jim? Like, are you good? And he just goes, no, it's my favorite. Like, he's eating it out the can with its 14 ridges and shit. Like, that's a weird thing to be your favorite yeah. thing. See, like, I'm torn because, like, in all honesty, my favorite food is the biscuits. But I understand that I could just eat biscuits literally whenever the fuck i want so i focus on the turkey stuffing and mashed potatoes and then just use the biscuits as dessert so i don't know where i'd i I don't know how i would vote on this yeah i know i don't know all All right right. here's a question for you dry or wet stuffing oh wet interesting i'm 100 percent dry (laughs) it shows in your personality Oh, yeah. You can just by looking at you, a dry stuffing kind of guy. Wet's too wet. Dry still has a little bit of moisture there. Wet's too wet. Yep. Wise words from I don't want Corwin s- Heller. <laughs> <laughs> wet is too Nobody wet. wants soggy bread. <laughs> oh, God, folks. I'm ready. All right. $12 is the average cost of a 16-pound whole frozen turkey. Five hundred fifty-two. Like fucking Bill Gates, because like these prices don't make sense to me. <laughs> you go to the store, you buy a bag of potatoes, which costs I don't know ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> How much could a banana cost, Michael? Ten dollars. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you hand it to the concierge. Anyway, God, I love that show. Um, so twelve dollars per turkey, average cost five hundred over. Over $552 million this year are going to be spent on turkeys. Damn. That is 46 million turkeys. 
What's interesting is that uh, on Thanksgiving turkeys, I was going to say because there were 240 million turkeys, but this is just on Thanksgiving. That's a fuck ton of turkeys. I am so fucking hungry right now. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Hold on one second. I want to see one thing. 46. So that's um. that means that, uh, you know, the, this isn't the greatest way of doing it, but if you assume that there's 320 approximately million people in the U.S. and 46 million turkeys, that means that... How many people average, are in the U.S., did you say? Approximately 320. Uh, I think it's up to like 400 now. Is it really? Yeah, there's a lot of people in the U.S. Wow. All right, I'll put 380... Because <laughs> fuck my number. Well, I'll just like I'll just err on the side of it being lower. You All know right, what I mean? I'm just gonna Google it. Oh yeah, go right ahead. That means that the average Thanksgiving uh, turkey having family will be uh, eight point three oh, people. I was, I was so fucking wrong. What is it? It's like three twenty seven. <laughs> oh, Josh is I am, right again. I am so fucking wrong. <laughs> anyway, that means that the average um, turkey having family will have seven people eating that turkey. There you go. Based on statistics. Very, very light math. Did you know California has more people in it than the country of Canada? Yeah, and like 93% of Canada's population lives on the U.S. border. Yeah, it's. I think it's like 95% of the population lives within 10 miles of the border. I mean, it's the place to be. It's true. The U.S. is pretty awful right now. All right, here is a good, is a good uh, discussion point as well. 73% of U.S. adults agree that the, a fridge full of leftovers is the best thing about hosting Thanksgiving. Corwin, where do you stand on leftovers? I like them, but I'm not about to host Thanksgiving just to get them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's nice. It's a good consolation, but I'm not going to fuck, like, fuck up my house just to have people over and be able to eat leftovers the next day. You know what? Also, I could have next day what Chick Fil A. <laughs> like, there are other things to be had. Yeah, I um, also would just be like, "Hey, can I have this?" No, yeah, <laughs> like, can I just take a plate home with me? Yeah, like, sure. We're family. We're it, at Thanksgiving. Well, that definitely is. It's like seventy percent of the people who don't cook for Thanksgiving but yeah. have it at their house, like having <laughs> more food around to not cook for longer. Who made up this fucking questionnaire? Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I don't even fucking know. Um, I'm trying to see if there's anything else overly interesting here, and eh, there's not too much. Um, what year did uh, did the Thanksgiving football tradition begin? 1492. When Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Yes. Football in here. <laughs> uh, don't give me a real guess. Uh, 1973. Oh, much earlier than that. The first NFL game was played on 1920. I just didn't know if it was a tradition before then. 1876. That is so significantly earlier than I thought it would 100 be. A hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure you'll you care to venture a guess, but what teams? Obviously, these are what not teams, teams existed in 1876, 1872. Well, think about what institutions played football in 1876. College. So I'm going to go with like Princeton and Rutgers. Close, Princeton and Yale. My second, my initial guess was Lehigh. I don't know why. What's but. especially interesting about both these Princeton and Yale old logos is they both have Hebrew in them. Weird. <laughs> well, I they're get, not Jewish schools. Well, I get it because all colleges in the like when colleges first cropped up in the U.S., they were Bible schools. Right. Like Harvard was a Bible or like a like a priest's educational hut. So mm. they all started off as like teaching Bible shit, but you would have figured it at this point in time where like 
modern mathematics was being practiced yeah. and like we had actual history to learn and the civil war we didn't own done. people anymore yeah like you would have thought that like they'd go like all right let's change our logo out from this this hebrew but i i, I guess not because they both have it huh. it's so weird to see like the princeton black and orange and then yeah. above it just, like, a, just a little torah i don't even remember what is replacing that hebrew text in the princeton logo Oh, Detroit and Dallas have played on every single Thanksgiving since 1966. Oh my God, it's still there. It's really? just like Roman. It's Roman letters instead of like it's the same book yeah, and everything. You're it's right. just they replaced the Hebrew with uh, Roman with Latin. Yeah. Oh wait, no, I think I actually did Latin on this one too. It's just a really fucking blurry image. <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah, no, that's just that is yeah, the no, Arabic is, alphabet. Yeah, that is that is Latin. <laughs> wow, from like how far back I was standing after looking at the Hebrew, that's definitely is on the Yale one. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway. Now we're gonna look up the Yale logo. I don't know what I. Oh no, here it is. It's still there. Oh wow. Yeah, you don't see that on any of their sweaters. <laughs> it, yeah, like it's not a normal logo, but like on multiple of these logos, there is the Hebrew lettering. Uh, how many clowns? <laughs> what? How many How many clowns do you think that there are in the uh, Macy's parade? I didn't know there were clowns in the Honestly, Macy's Honestly, neither parade. did I. I'm going to guess zero then. 1, I'm 000. assuming this is a trick question. 1,000 clowns. <laughs> well, that is just cemented that's the just, fact that I will never go to that parade. That's just far too many clowns. That is an uncomfortable number of clowns. I mean, like, all right, what's all right, all right, for real though? What's worse? You go to the Macy's Day Parade and there's one thousand clowns, mm-hmm. or you go to the Macy's Day Parade and there's like four, and you're like, mm. should they be here? <laughs> like, because one thousand, it's like, all right, this <laughs> this was a coordinated effort. Like, you know, they were invited, <laughs> but if there's not like four clowns, you're like, all right, like. Who watched too much of the Joker? Yeah, like, like is this a the bad armed? attempt to fit in? And like, are these like people that shouldn't be here? What Why is do they going have backpacks? on? Backpacks. Yeah, like, is that a ticking noise? <laughs> That's not a funny joke. Like, which, was like, which one would you prefer? The one thousand? Oh cla- man, like, a, a large number or a suspiciously small number? I'm gonna say a suspiciously low number because on the offhand that I don't see any of them, I just have a normal day. And if I do see them, I now have something to focus on other than the giant fucking balloons that are in front of me that I just don't care about. Doesn't that feel like it would be like the beginning to to a Joker style movie or like like the the Dark Knight? Yeah, like Macy's Day Parade's going on and like Heath Ledger's Joker is just frantically like moving around with a few other clown cohorts getting ready to rob Fort Knox or some shit. Right. So <laughs> like the scene that York. is in the Dark Knight just a little different. Yeah, basically basically the opening to Dark Knight but the Macy's uh, Day parade is happening outside. Yeah. Hey, I'm on board. Yeah, why not? 3.5 million people go to that shit. It's so stupid. There are 15 wow. You did not say 15. 3.5. Yeah. 3.5 million people are dumb. Yeah. Or children. Although, what's even more perplexing is the fact that people go to New Year's. Yes. Oh, fuck those people. You're just asking for a bad day. Yeah, You're asking for like a terrible day. You have to day. stand you... there for like 12 hours. And you can't move. Like, no, you can't even you leave can't to like pee. go to the bathroom. You're cold. If it rains, you're fucked. Lucky to get food. Yeah. Fuck. Idiot. 
Yeah, my my I remember my dad telling me he tried to impress my mom one year by going, and it was so fucking bad. It's like like the early nineties. <laughs> it like did not go well. It's one of those things. Like my mom has always been like, "Do you guys want to go to this?" And everyone's like, "No." And what's worse is like what's even like the worst part is if you end up getting like quote unquote good spots like by where the ball's going to drop, meaning that you're on TV. They tell you to like pep up the whole time. So not not only are you cold, fucking miserable have to piss and shit and are starving. They always have people coming around telling you, Hey, smile <laughs> like every five minutes, man. If I'm being miserable, let me be miserable. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so this isn't funny, but it's funny to me. Okay, so um, This is going to be hilarious. $19 million per year, uh, lost property caused by residential building fires each Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's funny. And five deaths. <laughs> Thanksgiving claims five lives every year at minimum. That's what I'm thankful for. <laughs> Just in the fires. <laughs> People. Imagine if you factor in like transportation deaths and shit. Imagine learning how to fucking fry a turkey. But being so fucking overconfident, you're like, no, I am going to risk the lives of everyone I love and everything I own just so I don't have to walk outside. You've made it to the good place. (laughs) Still haven't seen that show. It's a good show. Yeah, I'm basically just waiting for it to finish so I can binge watch it. Okay, so I also have here, and uh, we can close on this, Um, what we are thankful for. And uh, as a percent, what the most common and least common things, um, I guess statistically significant least common things, were uh, most common at 88%. Any wild guesses on this? Health. Family. Health was second, 77%. Uh, Personal freedom, friends, memories comes in here at number five. Mm. I'm thankful for my memories. So all the old people like, I haven't (laughs) gotten dementia yet. (laughs) Um, the old guy in the wheelchair, like tilted off because he can't sit at the table because the wheelchair won't fit, and he just crosses his arms, staring at this bitch like "fuck you." I once had to say hi to that guy at a, at a holiday <laughs> party, and he did not like me. <laughs> <laughs> um, safety and security, opportunities, fun experiences, achievement, and Corwin, the lowest thing said. Only thirty-two percent of people said this thing. Color of their skin. Oh, God, no. <laughs> what? Wealth. Wow. How many people? 32% of... One in three Americans are like, thank God I have money. Wow. So that is significantly larger than like the amount of people in the upper class. So oh, like, yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that's all I got. Yeah. I'm not thankful for you this year, Josh. Just I want you to know that. Uh, I definitely feel as though I know it, <laughs> um, and I I embrace it warmly. Well, as long as we're on the same page. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I guess with that, we, we can wrap this bitch up, can't we? Yeah, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody, from your friends at Juicing the Numbers. If you if you made it to the end of this, as we have degraded many people, yeah, uh, we would like to extend our sincerest thanks to you. Unless you uh, think cranberries are the best meal at Thanksgiving. In which case, please email me. I'm dying to know everything about you. <laughs> yeah, for real. If you listen to this podcast, please email, email us just so that like 
We know, we know you exist. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you can do so at juicing the numbers at gmail.com. You can find our Twitter. You can reach out to us through, via that at Juicing Pod, and you can uh, hit up the show notes for this episode and all previous episodes at juicingthenumbers.wixsite.com/slash website. And until Monday, y'all have a good one. Bye. <laughs>